his head forward and down, while others seized his arms and pulled them high over his head, spreading them like a chicken's wings flapping in the air. The pain surged in his shoulders, narrowing his vision into a black tunnel, and for a moment he was sure the men would keep pulling until the rotator cuffs tore, but finally they stopped before he passed out. More hands stripped his coat and shirt from his body. The Russian general offered no protest. There are no suicide pills hidden in my clothes, young comrades. When he was stripped to the waist, Strelnikov's arms finally were allowed to fall free. The men behind him pulled a hood over his head, and suddenly he was blind. His pants were pulled down to his ankles, and Strelnikov was pushed down to sit on a stool. His shoes were pulled from his feet. More unseen hands covered with latex gloves searched his body, leaving nothing untouched. His captors forced him to stand, then bend over. You will find nothing in there either, he assured them in his thoughts. But Strelnikov didn't bother saying the words. He had no plan to end his life on his own terms, but his promises would carry no weight with these men, and he held his silence. Strelnikov had known the cavity check would be coming, but it was painful all the same. Suicide pills were small, and the men were thorough if not gentle. The rope in his mouth was a convenient outlet for that particular pain, and Strelnikov bit down hard until the clinical search was finished. He was pulled by his arms, pushed around corners, and marched in circles until he could no longer orient himself by memory. They dragged him forward and up a staircase, then into some room, and he heard a door close behind. He was made to dress in what he knew to be a blue jogging suit. His modesty restored. His assailants removed the hood. The men wore no masks, and Strelnikov knew soldiers when he saw them. The hair, the bearing, the efficient manner told him that these men were special forces. They checked his mouth with a penlight and a dental pick for false fillings or other implants. Strelnikov offered no resistance. These men had specialized tools for wrenching open the jaws of anyone who stupidly thought they could keep their mouths shut as far as the rope allowed. Finding nothing, they finally removed the cord, cleaned up their kit, and evacuated the barren room. Stronikov watched them go, waiting for the door to close before turning to the interrogator he knew was still inside. Good evening, Stepan Elarionovich, General Major Arkady Lavrov, Director of the Main Intelligence Directorate of the General Staff of the Armed Forces of the Russian Federation, GRU, sat in a cheap wooden chair by the corner of the door. Strelnikov said nothing for several seconds, his mind pondering the surprise, and then he spoke. Good evening, Arkady Vladimirovich. He made his way to the lone wooden stool in the room. It looked like it was original to the building, and he hoped it wouldn't crumble under his weight. It looks so very different, does it not? The old base, Lavrov asked. Strelnikov exhaled long and slow. It's hard to say. Time is cruel to memories, he said, making no effort to hide the sarcasm. What he'd said was true in so many ways. To admit that this country was a better place now than when the Soviet Empire had controlled its eastern end would have been to admit that he had spent his life in the service of a mistake. Lavrov waited for the other man to say something else, then finally spoke when the silence grew too painful. It has changed very much, a testament to our failures. He pressed his lips together. 
We were in Berlin that night. Do you remember? On the embassy roof. We watched the people dancing on the wall. I do, Stronikov said. That was an unhappy night. Yes, it was. I questioned sometimes how we did not foresee what happened that evening, Blavrov admitted. We did not see it, Stronikov advised him, because we lacked the great virtue that would have let us predict it. And that would be? Honesty. The Kremlin would not hear of failure, so we would not let ourselves consider the possibility. Lavrov let out a quiet laugh after a moment. Yes, you are right, but not all of us were so blind. Stronikov sighed. He'd pushed away his memories on the walk here, and he was in no mood to let his old friend indulge in them now.